Yes, happy. That is our theme for this week. <laughs> it's going to last about 30 seconds. 30 seconds, if we're lucky. It's the uh, Fright Club podcast. I'm, I'm Hope Madden. And I'm George Wolf, and this is our countdown. Well, your countdown of the hardest-to-watch scenes in horror. So it's going to get unhappy real fast. <laughs> We've had so many... We've been actually you know, asking for submissions for this for a while now. Actually, to be fair... Uh, a listener at Knack Mac uh, on Twitter. He was the first person who recommended this, and so yeah. and that was quite a while ago. It was a it was a month or more, probably more ago. And so we've sort of slowly started collecting. And then uh, Bridget on Facebook, she really got the pedal to the metal, and we got tons and tons of recommendations. So we have spent a miserable couple of weeks sifting <laughs> through all of the options. <laughs> we feel good about humanity about now, really. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's so it's, it's almost one of the things halfway through. I got to thinking we're going to have to like do a part two later because no. there's so <laughs> no, I'm done with this because there's so much going on and so many great submissions. Oh I know, my god, I know, yeah. I know we've been thanking you along the way, but really, I'm, great job. Yeah, great job. Some that we've forgotten, some that uh, we might not have ourselves put in there, but then that gets into the conversation about well, certain. Things for certain people are horrific, yeah. you know, and others. It gave us themes, kind of. Yeah, yeah. definite themes. So uh, we're going to get to that. It, it's going to be a, a lot of great stuff. <laughs> but first, you know, first we want to really thank again Corey Metcalf. Yeah, he's a he's a, a fellow podcaster at GoldenSpiralMedia dot com. He does the Triple Cast among other things, and he was he's our uh, senior Australian correspondent. Yes, joined us last week. Our, we, our man from the future. That's right. He joined us last week. We talked about the best uh, Aussie horror. And that was that a lot got, of fun. It was, and we got a, we got a lot of reaction for that. A lot a lot of people really enjoyed that podcast. So thanks to Corey for helping us out. Well, I think uh, I think what he did for us and for a lot of people was bring up a couple of movies that that people were not aware of. Right. Uh, I know because we've talked about a couple of those at great length and for good reason. But there were others that, oh, what's this? Oh, yeah. And I could tell on some some posts, some Twitter posts and some Facebook posts that people were discovering these. I'm like, ooh, thank you for that. Yeah, there was one actually, Bad Boy Bubby, I'd never heard of before. And then and then Craig Hunter at ScreenRelish.com, where we, we both write reviews for Screen Relish. He uh, posted a couple of, of uh, other films by the same filmmaker that we should check out, which I will do, although he warned me some of them are really hard to watch. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's, thanks for the warning, Craig. We're Good used to, to that here in the last <laughs> month or so. And also he gave us that nice um, Stay Frightful, my friends, at the end. Oh, yeah. And his best uh, Aussie Mick. Mick uh, accent. So, yeah, a lot of fun. Thank you for that. Thank you to Corey once again. Thanks for all the uh, the feedback. And also, we've been teasing. We've got some nice some nice news here. That's right. Before we get to the uh, the hardest to watch scenes, um, we've been teasing this for a while. Fright Club Live is back. Uh, we've moved around a little bit over the past year or so, and we are really really excited about our new home, and that is the Gateway Film Center right here down on the uh, OSU uh, campus area in Columbus. And, and it's really the home for horror. It, it just really is. is. You know, it really they have is. they have the longest running uh, horror film festival. It's called Nightmares on High. It's been going on for years, five years. Uh, they show great brand new horror that you're not going to see elsewhere. There, they also have a Nightmares from the Crypt where they show classic horror, and now they have Fright Club, um, which is very exciting. Very exciting. Thank you to Chris and Johnny and everybody over there. And uh, it's going to be now the second Wednesday. Of every month mm-hmm. at 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. and we are going to start a little early before that with a happy hour. Right. Get everybody together. And yep. say, you know, have say, some cocktails. Have some cocktails. Talk horror. Give away some prizes. That's right. Uh, we, can, we can have a lot of fun there. We just ordered a brand new batch of Fright Club t-shirts. That's right. I mean, who doesn't like a free t-shirt? <laughs> so we'll have some of those. And um, the first one is going to be July 8th, and we are going to start with one of our favorite horror comedies. From the 
Universal Pictures. Great is sick or something. Comes a film so shocking. Uh, we got a real problem here. So disgusting. Don't let him in your mouth! It will change the face ah! of horror. Marriage is a sacred bond, for better or worse. Much worse. <laughs> It's Slither, one of just a, just a tragically underseen, absolutely brilliant horror comedy written by James Gunn, who yeah. wrote and directed Guardians of the Galaxy, and, right. and it's just so much fun. A lot of fun. So we thought this was a good one to start with. You know, we're not going to start off anything too gruesome, just fun. A lot of fun. Yep. Scary, kind of gory, uh, but, uh, but also uh, funny as well. So that is going to be the first one. Then, going on into uh, August, we are going to, boy, this one, this can be tough to watch. This is one uh, from a few years back based on incredibly, incredibly hard-to-believe true event. This is Officer Daniels with the police department. I have a woman here saying one of your employees took money out of her purse. You have a young lady who works at the register, about 19 years old, blonde. Becky, come with me. He's saying he will have to take you to jail. Or what we could do is have you strip search her right now. I could strip search you here. No. No. That's right, Compliance, directed by Craig Zobel, who, if you don't know, also does Teen Girl Squad. and <laughs> yeah, um, Which is great. On the Homestar on Runner. On Homestar Runner. He yeah. is Homestar Runner. Yeah. Yeah, so Compliance. Really, if you haven't seen it, just some, some fantastic performances. Oh, yeah. And, and, and well-directed, and that, that is going to be for uh, August. And the third one that we have is French horror that has not screened in Columbus before. Yeah, it is Shaitan, which is French for Satan. Ooh. So <laughs> give you an idea there. And it stars Vincent Cassell. Who's always great. Yeah. All- and it's so creepy and weird in this movie. It's a weird one. Yeah. So uh, that's a good that's a good three months to yep. start off with. And yep. we promise we're gonna have great ones after that, but we'll start off uh July the eighth with Slither at the Gateway Film Center. Showtime, eight o'clock. We'll start with the happy hour. What are we think? About six thirty. About six thirty or so. Yeah, some giveaways and some fun. Yeah, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. And we will keep posting on uh Mad Wolf on Facebook, Mad Wolf Columbus. Uh, plus Mad Wolf on Twitter and uh, also the uh, the regular website, MadWolf.com, all that stuff. We just want to get that out of the way because we're excited. Uh, thank you for all the the feedback we've been getting on that, that you're, uh, you're excited about it as well. So, yeah. So, uh, all that out of the way, let's get to it. What do you say? <laughs> we've had... <laughs> So many, uh, so many great ones, as we said, and it was really hard to get this down. It was. To a top five. It really, really, really was. Really was. hard. But uh, we're going to start with uh, a scene from a movie that, uh, it's, it's, it's brutal, um, but when you get to this scene, that really just encapsulates the whole thing, and that is the, uh, what do we call it, the tongue scene from Old Boy. There are uh, a lot of scenes that you could choose from Old Boy. It's a it's a punishing movie. It's a brilliant film. It's utterly brilliant. I absolutely love this movie, um, which I can't really say for every movie on this list. But uh, there's something about, and I think that we got a lot of comments, dental, re- oral-related horror. Yes. Um, and so the, really there were two scenes to choose from in this one. There is sort of a dental, like the tooth scene and then the tongue scene. And for me... The tongue scene is so hard to watch. He does it to himself. And also, it's really, really pivotal to the story The story more than the, the, the tooth scene is. And so that makes it, I think, more more powerful. I think one of, one of the things for me is that he does do it to himself. Right, because exactly. Not only, not only would it be horrible if someone was doing it to you, but the fact that you have the 
I don't know what you'd call it, the wherewithal or what to do it to yourself. Yeah, it's it's just amazing to watch if you can watch it. Um, and, you know, there were a lot of other dental related horrors that people recommended that we thought because even in a bad movie like the movie The Dentist, mm-hmm. um, it's still hard. You're just so because you just are physic. You are uncomfortable in a dentist chair. Oh. You are submitting yourself to somebody else's, you know. Will and and it's it's a creepy it's a creepy experience and it often really 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 hurts. So even bad movies like The Dentist or Doctor Giggles, it still can make you very uncomfortable. Or great movies like the one you were mentioning earlier. What Marathon Man? Yeah, yeah, that's more of a thriller than a horror movie. But anybody that has any dental issues, wow. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know Freud said a lot of things about you know dental when people dental problem when you have dreams about losing teeth and you get into all that. But uh, or that's not what we're here for. Uh, it's just that that is. <laughs> Even in a film like Marathon Man, well, where you know what he, you know, he's drilling, and, and then he, he's oh, and also the sound of the drill, the ah! sound of the drill, and the ner- when the nerve gets exposed, and then that's pretty horrific. Yeah, it is. Um, so even though that's not a, a, a technical horror movie, but yeah, that is a, a a type of type of horror that really speaks to some people. It really does, and and, and I think the reason that that uh, the old boy scene is a scene that we chose is is. Not just that it is gruesome and horrible, but that it is self-inflicted. It just makes you just think, oh my God, did that just happen? And also, in the context of the movie, oh, yeah. I think by the time it gets to that point, there's also so much psychological buildup that goes into it. So if you were just to watch that that scene on, with, its, own. on its own, yeah, but it's it gains so much from... The buildup yeah, and does, everything yeah. that this guy has been through. And, and it's funny, I mean, the, the film is pretty brutal. This guy takes a lot of punishment. And so it's also that by the time you get to the climax, it's almost like, what's left? Like, what could they possibly still have? Right. Like, oh, that, oh my God! <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that was one uh, that I, I don't think was mentioned by just one person in particular. Um, but uh, But that one comes up a lot. I think if you were just stop anyone, what's one of the hardest things? If you've seen that movie, that would probably yeah. be one that comes up a lot. Uh, but I think it really benefits from from the context of, of the movie. So, so yeah, number five, the tongue scene in Old Boy. And not, not nothing from the sequel. No, just forget the, the that remake. One. The remake. Uh, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, the remake. Not no. at all. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, and But, you know, uh, in a kind of a similar vein, right, where we're going to go with the next clip and then the whole sort of, there's, it's, for all of us who might be particularly bothered by this, sort of a gynecological horror that really really can make people uncomfortable. And I think not just women. Um, and this, in, and, and of all of the options, and, you know, thank you, Mac, because I totally blame you that I just sit through all of these things and just sort of sift, which is the worst. We're going to go with the uh, another self-inflicted wound, the uh, snipping scene from Antichrist. Yeah, that one was, uh, Bridget brought that up uh, on the Facebook page, and I think maybe a couple of other people brought it up after that as well. Claire, I think Claire also. Claire did, yeah. She was sorry that Bridget brought it up because now it was stuck in her head. <laughs> and that is one, actually, we didn't have to go back and revisit that. We had seen that movie. Yes. And it's a movie that I, I actually really liked. And, I agree. You know, it's Lars von Trier, and if you've seen his movies, well, he's got a... He's got some a style. He's got some issues, some would say, and some of his movies work a lot better than others. But uh, one thing he does, boy, he can he can frame shots. And, oh, yeah. And I remember watching this movie uh, on the big screen and just the opening, what was it, 10, 15 yeah. minutes? Just beautiful. Before they yeah. have the tragedy that happens to them, and I'm not going to spoil anything, 
just what cinematography, what you know, what yeah. camera work, fantastic. Just a really dark poetry. The whole film really is. Yeah. And it's the first Von Trier movie that for me is outright horror. His movies are punishing. They just are. They are yeah. punishing films. But this one is really, it's a cabin in the woods horror is it what is, it is. Because they decide to, for some reason, they decide to ease their, their pain of this tragedy by going to the woods. Right. <laughs> uh, and then you have that talking fox. And then, uh, okay, what's qu- going on quite there? But uh, and the performances are great. You yeah, know, they Charlotte are. Gainsbourg, who's a who's a Lars von Trier favorite. Yeah, and Willem Dafoe, who's everybody's favorite. Everybody's favorite. Yeah, but you know, you can kind of see it coming when she does the old. But snip, then again, snip. you can't. I mean, you just can't. It's like you just don't expect exactly that. Although there's a real masochistic theme going yeah, through the, the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so maybe. Well, and Willem Dafoe doesn't doesn't get off much better. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the phrase "get off." I don't uh, know, maybe that's not the one you want to use, no. but uh, but it's funny. Uh, I've uh, I lent this video to a friend of mine, Christy, who often who often reviews movies for us, and she watched she she always watched movies while she was on the treadmill. It was something she did sort of to pass the time, and I didn't give her any warning about this at all. And it came to that scene, and she just fell off, like she injured herself. She had no idea it was coming, and she fell off her treadmill and was kind of mad. <laughs> Well, but I don't think that's fair. You know, if you're going to have somebody watch that movie, you don't tell no, them about that. No, you want to hear but that she they did eventually, fell off the treadmill. She did eventually stop borrowing movies from us. <laughs> <laughs> but that one, you know, again in the context of the movie, that is a very as Lars von Trier's movies are very punishing. Oh yeah, you know, it, it starts out with such a tragedy, and then it doesn't get much better. But I think one of the one of the things about that scene, just like the scene in Old Boy, is that it's not it's not just done for shock value. It's not, you know, it's not gratuitous, which is hard to believe, but it's not gratuitous. It builds almost um, predictab- predictably to this, except that you couldn't possibly predict that this is what's going to happen. Right. But it, it, it seems like a natural course of events, considering the particular type of insanity that, that has befallen this woman. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, it's even when they go into the woods, it's still, no matter what's going on and, you know, in the, in the toolbox that she gets out, <laughs> it looks fantastic. It does. Yeah. It's a gorgeous film. It really is. And it, yeah, it just, it's like, it looks like sort of a spooky fairy tale. That's kind of the way it's been filmed. I mean, it just looks great. And there are, there are a lot of other movies that kind of skirt the same issues. And several of them came up for me, one that did not come up, but, but for me, as big as Dead Ringers, there's, and they play twin gynecologists. Yeah. And there's a scene, an uncomfortable scene in the stirrups with some, some, instruments that ought not to be involved uh yeah which, no one did bring that no up. but that's always that's always been a tough one for me um and then there are a couple that are um i'm going to just pull pregnancy related horror into this because it's also very so very female uh a couple of people brought up proxy the opening sequence of proxy and if you're not familiar with that movie and a lot of people are not um a woman who's very very far along uh, she gets mugged and beaten. She gets beaten up while she's while she's like in her ninth month, and it, it is really brutal and hard to watch. And then, of course, almost all of the movie inside. <laughs> um, but but for us, and also for for John Dean, who's a who's a regular fright clubber, uh, there's an early scene with a pair of scissors right at her navel that is just you. you it's re- it is it is pretty hard to watch. And then, you know, and it, it doesn't do any real damage. It's just so hard to watch. Well, not only that, but then they have those scenes where they go inside oh, the yeah. womb, yeah, and, and see the baby you know jostling around in there oh, when they have the car crash oh, and things yeah, like yeah. that but yeah the scissors because then because then your imagination yeah. takes over mm-hmm. which sometimes can be even worse well plus you know your, your your belly button is so sensitive and you figure when it's that distended it must be very very sensitive and it's just like Ugh, that looks awful and then for me and so somebody brought up trouble every day i think it might have been bridget 
so if you're not familiar with Trouble Lover Day, it's a French film. It's kind of a modern day cannibalism movie. And um, Beatrice Dahl, one of our favorites from yeah. the movie Inside, yeah. she suffers from this disease and she's a cannibal. And, and I think it was I think it was Bridget who brought up her last, quote, meal for me. Uh, Vincent Gallo uh, is also suffering just not as far along. It's his first meal and it it gets into this territory and it was really hard for me to watch that scene. So, you know, kind of a yucky place to go. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they all are. Yeah. They all are. But um, and the, the entire film, as I said, is is punishing. Um, but that's Antichrist, wh- you mean? Antichrist, yeah. yeah. But that's what Lars von Trier does. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen any of his movies, they're not... They're not happy. Hap- no, not at all. <laughs> um, and some are better than others. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the worst one in that vein is Dancer in the Dark, where it's just... You mean the mo- hardest. It's a great movie. Yeah, but I mean, as yeah, far as punishing, punishing yeah. a person, yeah. physically, mentally, everything. Yeah. Um, which is why it's... Anyway, we're not going to get into Lars von Trier movies, but uh, but uh, I would recommend, if, if you saw any Christ and, and liked it as a film, to definitely check out the rest of his. Because, yeah. Because no matter his issues, personal or whatever, he's an interesting filmmaker. Oh, I know, fascinating. I know I always want to see what he is doing. Yep. Uh, for sure. Um, but uh, So that's number four, the uh, snip-snip scene in Antichrist. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what else are you going to call it? <laughs> what else are you going to call it? Um, <laughs> and then moving on uh, to number three, one that is, you know, well-known, I guess, well-notorious, uh, very notorious and for good reason, and that is the extended rape scene in Irreversible, uh, Gaspar Noe. And um, one of the things, a lot of people brought this one up. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one when you're talking about these. It's infamous. Yeah, it's infamous. And, um, and talk about a punishing filmmaker. I think Gaspar Noe hates everyone. <laughs> he hates his actors. He hates his audience. He hates himself. The, the, the <laughs> thing about him, though, and we'll get into some of these others that fall under this, under this umbrella, uh, of, especially of, of rape scenes, which are hard to watch anyway, but what he does, not only in Irreversible, because there are really just two, two brutal scenes. There's another one at the very beginning that is a head-bashing yeah. scene that is just, yikes. He goes, he makes sure the takes are long, uh, especially in a movie that I've brought up before uh, called Enter the Void, which has a lot of troubling scenes in it. None for me personally that I would pick one um, over the other, uh, but this takes just go on and on and on where you think, Okay, I get it. And he is just not going to let you get off that easy because with a lot of these scenes, even the most uh, hardest to watch scenes, maybe they don't last very long. Right. You know, no, not with him. I no. mean, this scene, if you haven't seen the movie, this scene in, in Irreversible, she. Uh, Monica Bellucci. Monica Bellucci. She walks, she's taking a shortcut home from a party after she, her and her man have gotten into a, a, a bit of a fight. And she's uh, taking a shortcut through this tunnel where a man is, is fighting. It, it looks to be sort of a, maybe a, a pimp prostitute thing going on. Uh, you're not quite sure, but he's beating her up. And uh, Monica Bellucci keeps, she keeps walking, even though she tries to keep her distance. And then the man decides to take it out on her uh, instead. And then and the camera just comes around, and it, and it kind of sits almost on the, on the ground of the tunnel, and it just sits there for 10 minutes um, while it's, you know, uh, she gets brutally, brutally raped. And not only is that horrible to watch, but I, the, the, the two actors, my Lord, yeah. especially her, yeah. what? I can't yeah. even imagine filming that because it doesn't cut away. You just keep thinking, okay, yeah. I get, but he is not in any way going to let you get out of this for, for any more than, yeah, it's just at least eight or 10 minutes. And 
I think a lot of it, a lot has been made of this scene because I think some people think it is done for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. uh, gratuitous, maybe even sickly titillating uh, reasons. I don't think so. Uh, when you take it in the in the uh, context again of the entire movie, and if you don't know, the movie is told in reverse chronological order, and that's what makes it work because you've seen this. Boy, I don't want to give too much away for this movie, but. Uh, You've seen these two horrors, and then by the time it, go, it keeps going backwards and backwards and backwards until you get to the very last scene, which actually would be the opening scene of her just enjoying a beautiful day uh, on a, in, in the park on a blanket. And then you know what's to come. Yeah. So I think for that reason, it works on, yeah. a, on a non-gratuitous level. Yeah, I am, um, as you know, uh, I, uh, I hate rape scenes in films, and, and, if, uh, and, and I'll avoid a movie, and I don't avoid a lot in horror, but I, I will avoid a movie if I feel like it's not necessary to watch it and the, you know, the pivotal rape scene. I don't, it's not something I like, although I, because generally speaking, I don't, I don't think it is necessary. I think it is gratuitous, and I just don't care for it. But there, I mean, there are a lot of, of films where, it is uh, necessary, and obviously it is horrific, and therefore it, it makes sense for it to be involved in horror films. Straw Dogs, probably top of the list, yeah. aside from Irreversible, where it's a, it's a necessary uh, part of the movie, and it's hard to watch. Yeah, and, and Adam brought this up on, on Facebook, and, and a good point, because we're mainly talking about the original Straw Dogs, yeah. because of, especially at the time, because that was, what, 71, mm. I believe? And it's Sam Peckinpah who is you know does not shrink from violence or no. or being you know subver- misogyny misogyny that's correct. But in that one, you know he he makes sure that he gives you at least the um, suggestion that she might be enjoying it. Well, and the thing though is that then there's a second rape immediately. Yes. There's a second yes. rape, and so you know that that if she decided she was kind of moving toward the alpha dog. So you've decided Dustin Hoffman isn't the alpha dog. Maybe she's moving toward the alpha dog. She's, you know, it's a rape, but maybe she's, but then he isn't. And he sits by and lets her be brutalized by another just horrible man that she wants to be part of. And it's a, it's a tough movie. It's a tough movie beginning to end to watch. And it's a really tough scene to watch, but it's, it's an important part of the film. Yeah. And it's worth noting that in the, uh, the remake from a few years ago, they don't go there. With no. with make making it yes they do ma- not not nearly as much you don't think no okay I mean in the, remember in the first one she pretty much smiles right I mean yeah, no I really do I really do think in the second film Ooh. I mean I think the the difference might just you know uh, might be nuanced of, of uh, uh, less of a less of a skilled director or or, or yeah, actor I, but I, I don't think so. I don't think it's nearly as much because I, you do think someone in today's day and age could get away. With as as far as as Peck and Paul went in the first one, I don't think so. No, I really feel like when I watch the second one, she but but long before it's over, she's participating, and then okay, I, di- I didn't I didn't and then he feel... lets his friend uh, brutalize right, her, and yeah. then she's changed her mind again, and then you I know didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get that at all as much as as much as in the first one. I didn't think so. There's at just all. not much reason to watch a second one. Yeah, I mean it's not horrible. No, it's not horrible, but uh, but again, that falls under the the. Uh, Subheading, I yeah. guess, of these of these horrific rape scenes, and there you know, and there's one, you know, so Last House on the Left, which is yeah. actually not a great film, but it's it's good for what was going on at the time, which was, you know, it's it's Wes Craven's uh, first major motion picture made with no money, you know, he's just sort of channeling all of this violence that he's aware of, blah blah blah. He's making a statement. It's not a great film. It's not really well acted. It's very hard to watch, and there is a brutal rape scene in that, and actually also in the remake, yeah, which, yeah, yeah which is- actually I think the remake rape scene is considerably longer. 
her. And it focuses on her face, yeah. which is very yeah. uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So both of those for sure. Um, of course, obviously, I spit on your grave that the entire yeah. movie is based on that. And that's a really hard scene to watch. I don't care for that film. Um, I don't. I just don't. Uh, but that is a really difficult scene. Really difficult scene to watch. Yeah, it is. And then for me, and, and we did have somebody bring this up, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah, and, um, Gordon brought that up. And, you know, he made some great points that some of the best scenes are the ones where you don't see anything, yeah. you know, um, and and he is absolutely correct. Of course, that's not really the focus of this podcast. This particular podcast is what you, you they're showing you and you refuse yeah. to watch. Yeah. But, you know, Henry... What's a great movie beginning to end and then there's a scene at the end where you're not 100% sure what happens but there is a bag by the side of the you road pretty much know what's and you in there. do and it's yeah. just it's just it's really really painful yeah um, it's just such a sucker punch but it's a great movie yeah but as you say a lot of it is left to your imagination not so much shown right. point blank right yeah which which a lot of times can be worse Mo- and, yeah, yeah I think most times yeah most yeah. times it is um, but that is more affecting that and and that's a that's a tough movie start to finish and what a great performance oh yeah yeah that, uh, uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer which we've talked a, a little bit about over the, over we the have, weeks on we there, have and, and with good reason and Michael Rooker who was in Guardians of the Galaxy and Slither and Slither that's right and uh, The Walking Dead that's right so yeah he's he's a favorite so that leaves us just two left so I think it's time for a break yes Wanna please feel, feel a little better about ourselves <laughs> <laughs> All is right. It's that is that the go-to song in any movie where we want to just change the mood? Hey, we're walking on sunshine. So we've had old boy at number five, the tongue scene. We've had uh, Antichrist snip uh, at number four, and the uh, the rape scene uh, at number three and irreversible. So two to go, and this one got uh, got a lot of submissions, right? And with good reason. Yeah. And that is the skin peeling in Martyrs. Oh my! In fact, a few people just said the entire movie Martyrs. Yeah. Actually, yeah, the, the, this and the next movie. A lot of people just said the whole thing, the yeah. whole movie. We love the film Martyrs. Yeah. We love it. It is such a great movie. It is so incredibly well done that even though it's in, it's punishing from beginning to end, um, it's not gratuitous. It, it knows where it's going. It's going there on purpose. It doesn't have really another route of getting there than than what it does but oh my god it's hard to watch and i think if i remember right when we talked about martyrs before at one time you shushed me because i thought you thought i was going too far and talking about the ending i think you you gave me the public shush so uh it's not the first time <laughs> but it was probably well uh well deserved but no this one scene and and uh, as i said a lot of people nominated the entire movie but this one especially because skin peeling just just Think about that. Just bring that up. Just say that. Skin peeling. That's one of those things almost like uh, pulling out your fingernails or something. Skin peeling. Oh, yeah. And the thing, too, is, is, you know, know, like like old boy, like Antichrist, you know, uh, by the time it gets to it, it, it's almost like you've seen so much. Where else could they go? You know, this movie has a Uh. ton, you know, uh, of horrible things going on, like a ton of horrible things going on. In fact, it opens with basically uh, child torture. And you're like, oh. This is the beginning. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but the other thing I think that makes the scene so hard to watch is that you have grown to absolutely love and feel so tender for the character that this fate has befallen. She's such a dear, lovely human being. And she doesn't start the film out as the lead. 
the lead is a little bit of a whack job, you know. She's a, she's nuts, and and I think it would have been easier to see this befall her because she's nuts, you know, and because she's a killer, you know. She's she's not a bad person by any stretch of the imagination, but it's it's you know uh, Anna that this happens to, and she's just so dear and wonderful, and you just it it makes it that much harder to take. Well, and and when you you talk about opening with such uh, brutality, and then as the movie goes along, that's the whole point there. They have a, a crazy An agenda, yeah. agenda with this brutality. Yeah. They, they believe it's going to get them to a a uh, conclusion or a solution, yep. sh- shall we say, yep. with this suffering. Hence the title, Martyrs. Right. Um, but then, as you said, uh, how far are they going to go? And then they go to this skin peeling. Yeah, and- you just don't. You just I, I, you just don't. Uh, it, you can't. I mean, I, I, I'm under the impression you just can't watch it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's my thought. You know, it's funny when we started this off, when we started the, the plot for this out and we just sort of like jotted off the top of our head a handful of things. Who would have thought that the hobbling scene from Misery, that wouldn't have even made the top 20. <laughs> wouldn't even made it. Not, yeah. not even the top 20. Because I know you turn away from I that. I know. I know. I can't watch it. Yeah. And the thing about that one is because, you know, early on, well, at in, the least scene. in the scene, what's going to yeah. happen. He knows. You she know. knows. You yeah. know. And it's just it takes a while to get to it. So yeah. then when she pulls that mallet Woo! up, you just got to look away. Yeah, exactly. But, right. But, you know, the, what makes you think of that is the thing about martyrs, the thing about the scene in martyrs is and it a lot, a lot, a lot of horror movies um, use this idea. It's it's when you watch something happen to a body that really shouldn't happen to a body. It's like when you watch a football game and somebody's leg just snaps in the wrong way. <laughs> and you're like, you know, yeah. That's the that's the visceral reaction I think that they get from this, and there are so many. And actually, one of the ones, one of the things, um, 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 and Knack Mac, who who I keep blaming for this whole podcast, this was his <laughs> martyrs, the skin peeling and martyrs. But um, when he first brought it up, somebody mentioned the um, hostel where they they slit the Achilles, mm-hmm. which is which is really hard to watch in yeah. any movie. It happens a lot, and it yeah. is every single time, even in Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah, it's just and and it's it's just something about that when you just watch something happen to a body that you your your own body says no, you know, and uh, almost all of the third act of Audition, which we love. Yeah, it's a great film, but yeah. when she brings out the wire, the wire, and, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that uh, that got some uh, consideration. Or also, in, a in couple people well. mentioned the slow knife, you know, like in the movie Strangers, or and even Saving Private yeah, Ryan. Uh, yeah. Adam brought that up, and actually, that is the that was the scene that bothered me the most in Saving Private Ryan because they're they're face to face after they're fighting, and he finally gets the knife in, and that yeah, and it's slow, and you know, he asks is like asking him to stop and uh and and then in the same vein a slow knife of strangers yeah yeah, yeah that's a that's a definite uh, that's definite one that made me a little queasy as well uh so those are good those are good uh recommendations so that's uh that's number two the skin peeling in martyrs and really quickly before we get to number one just a couple that were brought up that we you know considered uh, the the tortoise scene the turtle scene in oh, cannibal yeah. holocaust Yes, obviously for people, you know, for animal rights people or non-animal rights people. Oh, right, it the is fact, horrible to watch. Yeah, the it's fact that it's a real, ever, ever, most people know now it, it was a real tortoise, a real turtle. That is just slow. It I is. mean, it, it's, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, uh, and then you could also say that, you know, the um, there's a rape scene in that or yeah. the one on the pole, yeah. the impaling. But, you know, looking back on that movie, I just don't really have a lot of good, uh, eh. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of got notorious, but I don't know. It's it's not good. I hate that movie. Yeah, it's it's so, so that, we considered that. Uh, and also, 120 Days of Sodom, which uh, I know you rewatched the other night. Which, uh, yeah, I think a lot of in the in the years since it's come out, a lot of people, a lot of uh, consensus, just it's kind of boring. Yeah, you know, um, and actually, and it's funny because this in the movie that we'll talk about at number one, Sodom and the uh, Salo in the movie that we we'll talk about at number one. Basically, every scene we have mentioned in this entire countdown, you can find the same scene in one of these two movies, if not both. Yeah. Um, and and the thing about Salo is that. 
it's just done in a way that's sort of numbing. You know, it's like, um, although I'll tell you what, between that and the uh, story of my death that I watched earlier or earlier this summer, this has been the summer of poop eating. I'm done with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just like, I feel like I need to just ask in advance. Does anyone eat poop in this movie? Because I'm just not up to watching yeah, that one more so time. That one uh, didn't quite make it. And also uh, we had uh, Gordon again. Um, he brought up and maybe somebody else did, too. I don't know how to pronounce it. The Salvador Dali movie with the eye slice. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not even going to try. Unchin. Uh, Andalou. Oh, there you go. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's it's a very interesting movie, and I'm yeah, a big fan I, of Dali yeah, as a, as an artist. Uh, but it's 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 interesting to, to watch, and it's if you don't know what's coming, you ooh, yeah. you just sliced an eyeball. <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> so those were all good. And, and, and you actually, along the same lines, you had mentioned the baby in Eraserhead, and it's not there's not like a yeah. single scene, but that baby is so creepy. Yeah, and so weird. much of an Eraserhead is just weird to yeah. look at. Yeah. Like, what, what's it's what's just that unseemly. about? Yeah, so plus oh, I love that movie. <laughs> uh, so yeah, some just as we've said many times, some so much, so many great recommendations. Oh, you know what else? We can't thank the you. The whole series, Guinea Pig. Oh yeah, that was brought up the, yeah, by a lot of people. Pigs. And it's funny. I uh, a few years ago, I, I helped to um, program uh, an Asia Extreme festival at Gateway Film Center with a uh, filmmaker, Jason Tostevin. And I had never heard of the Guinea Pig films before, and he brought them up. Is this maybe we could maybe we could get one or two of these in here? And so. I'd like to sort of sarcastically thank Jason Tostevin for bringing those movies <laughs> into my life. And there, I don't care for them. They're, yeah. they're torture porn. And yeah. at least I'll give them this. They started that way before America picked up on it. And another one that I was uh, told about, I don't know who submitted it or if I read it, from 1988, along the same lines is one called Men Behind the Sun, which uh, apparently is... It's not one of the guinea pig movies, right. but I think it's in that vein. And I thought I wrote that down to, to investigate that further. So men behind. Yeah, I don't know that one. To, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's seen uh, that. Or you not. know, and I I might just wait a while before <laughs> I look it up. I'm a little maybe tired a few, of these. Maybe a few comedies. <laughs> yeah, I gotta watch yeah. some Disney movies or well, something. As you might uh, guess, we saved the worst for last. And if you haven't guessed by now, another one where everybody said the entire movie, but you have to narrow it down to the baby scene in a Serbian film. Because what really is more horrific than that? I mean, there's so many bad scenes in a Serbian film, and one where you just want to go take a shower yeah, after you've seen it's it. Yeah, it's honestly, it's really a soul-deadening experience it watching is. that movie. And I know that that's intentional, because sure. the, the point of the film is, is uh, you know, what it's like to live in a nation after a war like that. And, you know, and when your, your husband and your father and your brother come home and they have fought in that particular war, what they've participated in, what they've seen, yeah. what they've witnessed, what they let happen, you know, and how are they supposed to... to well, not, not only that, but if you read about uh, some of the atrocities uh, committed to people during this war... Oh, yeah, exactly. Things that go on in this movie and worse. Yeah. And so you're thinking, you know, okay, I can see his point here. Yeah. Is like, look... What is this to the rest of the world? Right. Is this entertainment to you? This is actually going on. Right. And w some of the reports I've read are just, you know, make a Serbian film look like look like child's play. Just horrible. Um, and, you so, know, and so there's, yeah, and uh, there's no, you know, uh, that's why it's called a Serbian exactly. film. It's a statement on being Serbian. Exactly. Like, that's what it is. And, you know, and it opens with a, a little boy watching porn. Yeah. So it's a, right from there. It's like, that's bad. And yeah. they just sort of brush it off, like whatever, because that's like, that's the basis. That's like the, the happiest point in the movie is you walk in on your, what, five-year-old son watching his dad kind of, you know, yeah. uh, it's gross. So. Yeah, so I definitely think there's a... I don't think it can be dismissed outright, as I've seen some people just dismiss it outright. Well, here's the thing. I don't think so, because I think the... I know what... I think the director is getting at. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I'm not sure it's entirely successful as a movie. Sometimes it is. There are parts of it where I think, okay, okay, I, this is... But then, 
uh, yeah, it also has. I mean, I think a lot I, of, I think it is a successful statement. I just don't think it's a movie most people ought to watch. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to put you it. You know, and and uh, I don't think it's a bad film. You know, the way I think a kind of Cannibal Hollis is a bad film. Yeah. It's it's badly written. It's badly acted. It's badly directed, and and it's kind of reprehensible in its content. You know this, but I, I wouldn't. Rec- I wouldn't. There's not a human soul. I would say <laughs> you should watch a Serbian film. Yeah. I don't know a single person that I would recommend that to. Yeah. which is not the case of the other movies on this list. Irreversible. I, I would. Yeah. Pick and choose. There are yeah, not no, that many a, people, I would say, watch Irreversible, yeah. but it's a great movie. It's a good movie. Martyrs is a magnificent movie. Antichrist is a magnificent movie. Old boy, one of my all-time favorites. They're punishing and hard to watch. Serbian film is punishing in a different way, and I, I would not tell anybody to watch it. Yeah, and and like I say, if you're going to pick one scene, it's probably going to be this one, the baby scene. And I'll be honest with you, when it, when it opens, I, I wasn't sure right away. I didn't realize the woman was pregnant. I mean, you know, she's laying there, and her legs are all apart, and then I'm looking and what's going on it took me a minute to realize oh she's pregnant she's having a baby you know and then and and then the the guy that the director is all triumphantly yelling you know newborn porn yeah newborn porn. i mean it does it really does kill your soul a little yeah, bit it really yeah. does it's really, really. And, I, and, I, and again i know that's what the director is saying that yeah. you know that's what it's like to be there it's killed our souls and you know but you, i i didn't need to you, kill my soul <laughs> you know a scene is bad when you can find not the actual scene on YouTube. You can find videos of people reacting to the oh, scene. Oh yeah, yeah, and that people film other people while they're watching it reacting to that scene. So you know that's kind of going back to yeah. poop eating the old two girls one cup uh, reaction. <laughs> no, they had reaction scenes. It's the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. I thought we were past that. I'm sorry to bring that back <laughs> up again. But uh, yeah, so number one. Uh, Again, we're not really recommending that you watch no. it if you haven't seen it, but uh, it's a Serbian film, and that's uh, leave and it honestly, at that. if we could have not had it on the countdown, we would have not had it on the countdown. There's just no real way. <laughs> there's really, there's no, yeah. there isn't. There's no way around it. If this is our topic, that's obviously exactly the top right. of the list. And for the people that said the entire movie, I hear you. Yeah, I, I do hear you. Oh but my that god, one, yes. You got to pick out one. You, you got to pick out that one. Uh, so, so number one in the hard to watch scenes countdown. So keep that. Uh, keep that feedback coming what, what do you think we missed out on something or got things in the wrong order or forgot about this or that please let us know because we love this uh, on twitter is the easiest way at mad wolf m-a-d-d-w-o-l-f on the facebook uh, page as well mad wolf columbus all that it's, yeah you can uh, also get us on golden spiral media yeah. which is where you'll find the podcast probably in the first place and you can just leave a, leave us a message right there yeah so uh, and again we look forward to the start of fright club live or i should say the reboot right. of fright club live it is going to be july the 8th at the gateway film center uh, gateway uh, area of uh, Columbus, Ohio, and uh, Slither. We'll start with Slither, Woo-hoo! and that takes us right into next week's uh, po- uh, next week's countdown. That's right, because we needed a lovely change of pace from what we've been doing. So we are <laughs> going to do the best horror comedies. We're going to do that next week, and then honestly, we've already planned out the following week, and that's because of Charlie, who's a new listener, and he suggested we do documentaries, which is a great idea. That like is a great full idea. on documentaries, yeah. not mock ones, but. Yeah. Yeah. So those are our next two weeks. So we love getting those types of ideas. So oh, yeah. You know, frankly, we're running out. No. No. <laughs> no, no, we're not. But when you get those ideas, yeah, that's a great idea, documentaries. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for that, for Charlie. So but that's, first, in honor of Slither, we're yeah. going to do, yeah, best horror comedies. Best horror comedies. So if you have some early ideas for that, let us know as well. And uh, we'll just keep this rolling. And uh, thank you for your, your great support. This thing has really grown beyond our expectations when yep. we started this and, and we have you to thank for that so uh, that's the five hardest to watch scenes what do you think we look forward to our Fright Club Live we look forward to our comedy uh, horror countdown next week and until then I'm George Wolf. I'm Hope Madden and this is the Fright Club Podcast stay frightful my friends <laughs>